You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. And tonight, we have an announcement. Everyone out there who is listening is an official Michael. That is right. We are celebrating a great holiday. We are celebrating the holiday of Michaelmas. That is, what are you saying, Michaelmases? That is celebrating everything that is all good things, Mike. And everyone who is going to be in the main topic tonight is a Mike or a Michael. It's pretty darn awesome. And, you know, we had thought about adding, you know, a Mitchell or a Mitch or a Mick. You know, there's all these different, you know, variations of Mike. And, you know, it's pretty darn awesome. And next year, you know, we will be doing a Michelle. So it's going to be, you know, equal opportunists here. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But this man is my favorite Michael beside myself, of course. Let's say hi to Mr. Michael Gordon. Howdy and Merry Michaelmas! And we have a Joe to blame on this one, actually. Kind of, sort of. Um, I I mean, he was the one that kind of got the council of mics together, but I think the, you know, uh, we've, we've been, we've been Michaels for over 50 years now. Yeah, I was going to say. So, uh, so yeah. And, uh, you know, look, I, I looked at the calendar and I, I saw that September 29th was the official Michael Miss holiday. And after 50 some years of being named Michael, I had no idea this was a thing. So I decided, you know what? We need to start celebrating this. And so celebrate it. We will celebrating all things Michael. And you know what? If your name, I, I'm going to disagree with you. We're not all named. Everybody who's listening to this is not named Michael. Well, this is our day. This is Michael's day. If you're not Michael, then, you know, you can still celebrate, but it's not your day. It's, it's not day. officially your day, but you you could be an honorary Michael if you want it to be. If you're lucky. If, if you're we lucky. let you be. Not if you want to be. You know, on, on, you know, Christmas, everyone says, you know, I'm an, you know, an honorary Christian or something. There you, know? you go. There you go. There exactly. You go. It's the same there thing. Well, and, exactly. and, and for those people who don't know, and we're going to get into it a little bit later, but for those people who don't know, Michaelmas is an actual Christian holiday. It's a Christian festival that's observed on the 29th of September. It is also known as the Feast of St. Michael's, Gabriel, and Raphael. Uh, those aren't the turtles. Uh, I was going to say my favorite Ninja <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> no, the, uh, those are archangels. Um, and, uh, but the, uh, we've never done a show. On, on Michaels and, and Michael and Michaels and pop culture. And even though we've known a lot of Michaels, we've had a lot of Michaels join us on the show. And it's just going to be a fun time to celebrate everything that is Michael because it is one of the most popular names uh, that's uh, ever that's around. Uh, it's, uh, it's year it, after year. It's Michael this, Michael that, Michael. Yes, there are a, a number of us out there. And if your name is Michael, well, uh, congratulations. And you are among friends here. 
all the more power to you, as we like to say. Absolutely. The, the power of Michael. And we definitely you. would love to hear from you, Michaels, out there. Please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. We definitely would love to hear your history as a Mike or a Michael or a Mick or whichever you want to go by. And it's always pretty darn awesome that you have so much Michaels and you know, it was always nice, you know, wherever I work, you know, everyone always calls me favor cause it's just like, there's just too many Michaels or too many mics. And it's just always interesting to see. And you know, there's not many favors out there, so that makes it even better. So it's a, it's just an honorary thing, but definitely would love to hear from you guys. If you can get a get a chance, please write us, write us as we like to say. Also want to big a shout out to our friends at, Patreon. That's right. Our patrons, we actually even have a Michael or two up there. And we, you know, want to say hey and thank you for, of course, supporting, you know, ESO and supporting Earth Station One, Earth Station Who, the Dragon Con Report, you know, the Flopcast and all the other shows here on the ESO network. And we got some great things happening over there. And as a way of saying thank you, you know, we actually just heard from a few folks. Um, they got their ESO window stickers that came out to everyone at the $5 level gets it. And it's pretty nice that we give rewards to, as a, just a way of saying thanks for helping support the ESO network. And you too can help support the ESO network for as little as a dollar a month. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO network. Not too shabby folks. Also, you know, fall is here. The weather is finally cooling down and, you know, it's actually, actually here in Georgia, it has actually been in the high forties at night. You know, that's just wonderful. It's time to, you know, put out, you know, get ready for Halloween, get ready for the corn mazes, get ready for all these cool stuff that happens in the fall, the colors changing. And wouldn't it be great to take a road trip and have your really cool Tifosi sunglasses on, you know, Tifosi optical has amazing sunglasses that you can get for as little as $29 a pair. And you can custom make the color, the frames. It's pretty cool what you could do. And if you have a prescription, like I do, you know, you can actually get prescription sunglasses pretty cool so that way you can not be blind when you have to be outside and you know not be able to read things or drive with you know just your sunglasses on i know some people do and some people don't but you know it's really cool tofosi optical is really cool for getting your sunglass needs out there if you too can get a 10 percent discount from earth station one all you have to do is put earth station one into the coupon code you get 10 percent off your whole order just not one pair like a lot of places off your whole order that's pretty cool folks check it out tofosioptics.com your place for sunglasses and now we're here with new friend of the show ashan how are you doing good how are you guys very glad to have you here yes Thanks welcome to the station awesome um, uh, for those people who may not be familiar about what you do, um, uh, you are a writer, director, producer. Is that correct? That is correct. How did you, um, let's get started in film. Was it a very early age, uh, that your uh, passions arose for film? Yeah, it was actually, I want to say like around nine, 10 years. Old. I mean, I'd always been obsessed with movies growing okay. up, you know, I'd always loved like, you know, action movies, um, and then I think at a certain age, you know, I, I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, there's a group of people who actually make these things happen. Like, you know, right. they actually like, there's a process behind how these things are made. And I think 
it was, I always tell everybody whenever I get asked this is how did you get into it? I think it was really the kind of aha moment was when I saw Inception, um, which I had the poster right above me. You just guys can't just see it. Um, it's when I saw it's fitting that it's above you. It, no, literally it's above my desk. Right here. Uh, I wish I could turn the camera, but um, it's, yeah, no, I remember I saw that first day, first show, literally like a Friday morning IMAX, in those days they used to do like start shows early as like 10, 10 AM. Um, so, and I just remember being just like blown away by that by that masterpiece. It's still my favorite movie to date. And I walked out of that movie. I remember just at 10 years old, just being like, wow, like just the person who made this thing, you know, like, and so I think that's kind of what sent me on this path of like storytelling and being just uh, a complete fanatic of it. And, and just, getting to getting to make things that entertain people you know that people can sit down to watch for hour two hour hour and 32 hours you know and just be you know forget about all their stress or tender or whatever they've got going on in their life and just kind of provide escapism and so yeah i'd say that's kind of uh, and then i started making my own films at 15 years or in high school nice nice yeah i'm always uh it's, i'm always curious because certainly as uh, you know, my generation, it was, you know, Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, Spielberg, Lucas, filmmakers of that, Scorsese, De Palma, that crew, right? I was, I mean, growing like early years, like five, six years old. I mean, that was Star yeah, Wars. Those are like, yeah, those are the old, like old school stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And like when I was, when I was growing up, at least in my formative years, that's when the prequels were coming out. Ah, right. Um, ah, so, they, so yeah, they weren't so special. Those. You guys had the original trilogy. <laughs> we I, did. I had the prequels, you know, and that's kind of like, I remember, you know, I was, I've got so many um, clear memories of just running around the house with my little Darth Vader lights or my Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber <laughs> uh, because Revenge of the Sith had come out. And oh, right, right, right. One year I got an Obi-Wan lightsaber. Um, so, yeah. And then I think in high school, that's when I got into Scorsese and, and Spielberg. And, and so that's kind of how I started paying attention to more auteurs. Yes. Um, yes. So. And but yeah, the idea of me see, you know, because at that time, yeah, Star Wars, I saw when I was like nine, eight or nine uh, Raiders, I saw like about 10 or 11. And it's that seeing the right film at that right age, like that makes all the difference. I mean, yeah. uh, Star Wars blew me away with its spectacle. Um, but when I saw Raiders of Lost Ark, that's when I that's when I go, I want to know about who made this and yeah. and what went into making this and that's when i got really involved with behind the scenes stuff and i can see where christopher nolan would be that kind of like i he's one of the ones that, that are currently making movies that still blow me away as far as how they make movies and the decisions that they yeah make. yeah i think chris nolan is somebody i really look up to i mean just following that man's career and what he did for modern day blockbusters and what he still continues to do for modern day blockbusters you know making these large epic you know large scale films will still retaining his artistic artistic integrity you know making things that are personal intimate and epic that's something as i as a storyteller always aspire to do um in anything i make and i think a lot of that goes back to just being a huge fan of nolan over the years and actually the first movie i ever saw in the theaters which is probably not the best idea to take a five-year-old, but I saw Batman Begins uh, uh, in the theater. (laughs) I was the first movie I saw. And I didn't know at that time who Chris Nolan was um, until five years later. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, Yeah. And 
and yeah, I love Nolan's. I love his sense of storytelling. The fact that he he's ambitious, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't just he's not just out there to to paint by the numbers or to just tell a linear story. I don't even know if he knows. I know he knows what linear storytelling is, but <laughs> you would never yes, know that from I watching mean, his, his movies. movies. They, they make you work. He <laughs> yes, makes they you, do. I mean, he's somebody who makes you work. Yeah, yeah. for the story. Yeah, but um, so uh, so. With your own uh, involvement in the storytelling, obviously, you know, with starting off with ambitions like that. Um, so you're in high school, uh, you're you're making you're actually filming. I would imagine you're shooting video at this time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We we shot my first. I actually had never made a movie before. Uh, mm-hmm. My first film was a feature film. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And we <laughs> shot it on the iPhone. You know. Oh wow! Very nice. I did some research on on Sean Baker, who shot a film literally on the iPhone, and he had the iPhone five. My friend and I had the iPhone six, so we're like, "Oh, let's do it." If you could do it um, with five, six should be no problem. Should be doable. <laughs> like let's like we're ahead of the game right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, at that time, we were like, "Yeah, we got this," and um, uh, and so that was basically my my entree into into the um, you know filmmaking realm as they call it um just dove headfirst and and made a feature film with my friends we got our friends to be actors and we we wrote the script ourselves i love it i love it because you know i mean if you don't if you don't do it you know i think that's that's the big that's that's a big hurdle that a lot of people can't get over like you know, mm-hmm. because it seems so, um, but it's such a big challenge. And yet, and people think that's the hurdle, but after you've made it, it's like, oh, it's a whole plethora of hurdles that follow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't get any easier. I'm not saying that, but, um, no, no, I, but I certainly, you. Um, you know, just to go and say, I'm going to do this because I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the technology is, is, makes it easier than ever, I think. Uh, to yeah. to release it, to film it, to to release it, to distribute it. I mean, I know, like you said, there are challenges beyond that, but still, getting the actual work done, um, it's pretty impressive what's available now. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, a lot of it is just like you said. It's, it's just taking that first leap and just doing it because, as you said, you know, like everyone can. You know, the technology, even though it might not be like your ideal, you know, red camera or the Arielex, like you know, it's all it's it's at your fingertips. Um, so I would urge anybody to just go out and use it and and find like-minded people. You know, there's so many people that just probably like you. They just want to do it, you know. And so mm-hmm. I would – that's kind of just the way to do it is just to do it, you know, and, and say, you know, have a vision for it. And, and be you have to be motivated and have – um, a lot of dedication because you know you have to put in the work. Um, Absolutely, to get it done. And it is, yeah, it is work, and it's fun, but it's also work. It's um, fun. Yeah. So before knowing that it is work and knowing that it is an investment of time, et cetera, et cetera, and what you want to do, what what do you look for when you're starting out? Like, I want to make this kind of movie. What what kind of uh, inspires you to to make a movie in the first place or to write? You mean just any film or just like... A, yeah, as far as the, the work that you've done in the past, what you were constantly looking for, uh, what are you? What projects excite you? What are you looking for mm-hmm. um, as, as far as the stories you want to tell? Um, I think anytime I'm, I'm... Whatever I'm thinking about, it always has to do with, you know, getting to the heart of what the story that I want to tell is. And I think mm-hmm. how I really tap into that is, I think a lot of my work deals with the human condition. Mm, okay. So... 
I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things that I write are kind of born out of things that I've experienced myself or people that I know have gone through. Um, and I think I'm really interested in relationships and how, you know, they can form, be maintained, erode, fall apart, all that kind of stuff. And I think that really lends itself to this gray area of, of kind of humanity at, at, at large. Um, so I think, yeah, anytime I sit down, I think, and also a lot of it is genre too. Like I love genre. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times, you know, what the most fun thing for me is to take something and filter it through a genre, but at the same time, you know, what can I bring to it? That's, that, that's unique of me as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. What are, um, so if people wanted to check out your past work, is there, is, are there shorts or other films you've done that are pretty available that people can go take a look at? Yes, sir. You can go see, I mean, you can see all my features that I made, um, on my YouTube channel. It's, uh, M E T A, uh, slash my name, Ishan Parikh. Um, and then you can also, uh, you have my website, uh, com. Um, and then I'm also, it'll lead you to my Vimeo and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Awesome. And what about, uh, what about what you're currently doing? I know that I understand that you are, um, currently in school, which is, uh, mm-hmm. cool studying. Um, it, it says here, you first went to the university of Kansas. Is that right? For, yeah, I did my undergrad. Yeah. I did my undergrad at KU for two years, okay. finished that last year. And just given the pandemic and where we are at the world, I thought, you know, a year of grad school isn't going to kill me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm currently in Savannah, Georgia, uh, at the Savannah College of Art and Design. I'm doing nice. uh, a year of uh, a master's, pro- an MA program uh, gotcha. for film and television. And and I understand it's a good program. Are you Are you pretty happy so far there? Yeah, it's I mean, they've got all the the, the toys and, and whatnot. And I think it's just a really good, um, you know, community of artists. And it feels good to be around. Yeah. Um, is not a bad place to look around. At. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> city. <laughs> Lots. Uh, is it inspiring? Um, I think so. I mean, just like the things I've noticed the last few weeks being here is just like the people are really nice. Um, uh-huh. The scenery is gorgeous. And so, I mean, I'm already here. Like I was like, I want to make a movie here, you, you know, to get to capture a lot of this. Um, just like the architecture is gorgeous here. And I mean, like just the whole atmosphere of it is really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mike, I think I think we've warmed him up. I think he's he's ready, uh, to, so we can find out where his true passions lie. Uh, so I'm I think ready. He, he's he's ready for the geek seat. You, you always say that, Mike. You always say that people are. I ready like for to the let I like to let them think that they're ready. You know, you know, he has a smile <laughs> Maybe on his I'm face. Not ready. Now. Yeah, I like and, to let them feel a, a false sense of security. You know, you know, he'll, he'll be running back to Savannah and going, I'm sorry. Am I saying that out loud? Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did, dude. You know, (laughs) you're supposed to make them feel comfortable. You know, you're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. So So, I'm the one with no soul. Just remember that. So it's cool. All right. Sean, you ready for your first question in the geek seat? Let's do it. What is your favorite geek out moment? Favorite geek out moment? Yes. Like you mean just in anything? Anything. Yep. Um, like a time I've geeked out or just what I geek out over? 
What's your favorite geek out moment? Like you went, oh my God, I can't believe they, you know, Chris Nolan just made that movie or, oh my oh, God. I geek out about like um, directors coming out with movies all the time. I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson just dropped a trailer for his next movie, Licorice Pizza this morning. Mm-hmm. I don't see. know if you guys saw it. I did and, see it. Oh my God. That trailer is like, it's, that thing just looks gorgeous. And I don't know how somebody like, I'm, I haven't even seen the movie yet. And I'm already like, I watched that thing 10 times. Um, so yeah, I, if you're asking about geek out, I, yeah. Uh, the fact that we're getting new movies from Paul PTA, Guillermo del Toro, um, who Mike Mills, uh, Wes Anderson. Um, it's yeah, this, this, this movie season is going to be crazy. Oh, I know. And I think they're making up for what, you know, the lack of it in 2020, I think. Yeah, a lot of it is just because things from 2020 got pushed over. So, Oh, very much so. I, I think mean, for the next year and a half, we're going to be playing catch up pretty much. Yes, sir. What is your most disappointing geek out moment? Disappointing geek out? Oh, um, these are hard hitting questions. These are just not softball stuff, my friend. My, I don't know. I geek out about pens. Pens? Lot. You know, like pens, like, like. I don't know. My favorite are the Sigma pens. Um, yeah, I, people. When every time I tell them that, they they think that's weird, or I guess they're not impressed. So, so is it disappointing to you when you run out of ink or something on one of your pens? I guess it's just kind of like not the most amusing thing when I find like a good pen because then I remember how many people are not impressed by it. <laughs> that does happen. That does so, happen. I guess if you have an obsession with pens, you are not alone. Uh-huh. We have, a ma- we have a young man here who is a geek about pens. That is awesome. What geeks you out the most? Geeks me out uh, movies. Okay. What about them? Um, well, actually, I take that back. Not just movies, but um, I don't know. A lot of like a good TV show, you know, that mm. I've been I've been keeping up with. I like geek out about like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Lost is like my favorite show ever cool even all the way at the end yes yeah i love the ending really i would i i am happily a i happily would engage with anybody about the the ending of lost okay that's good we found the one that's pretty awesome that's very cool dude am i the am i really the first on the show who loves the ending of lost no (laughs) (laughs) what turns your what turns your geek off turns uh tiktok tiktok what about it? I'm just not. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't get the TikTok culture. I could understand. I worked that. at the. I worked at a boys and girls club for two years during my undergrad in Lawrence, and the kids there just were in love with TikTok. And I think that probably is what spun my. Because um, you had to be there with those kids day in day out every day, you know, five days a week. Um, and so yeah, that's probably what turns my geek off. Huh. Okay. I totally understand that. What fictional character would you like to meet the most? Fictional character? Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark Kent, because I'd like to know how he pulled off, you know, looking virtually the same person as Superman and nobody noticed. No, there wasn't facial Crazy. recognition. That's why. <laughs> Over 70 years of Superman and here, nobody's ever figured it out. It's pretty well, amazing. Not, not these people are supposed to be, you know, crack it's reporters. The, and it's the glasses. It's the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause you know, you have the glasses on, then it's, 
Dun, 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 who's that? Yeah. Who is and that? It's, it's not Clark anymore. Where did Clark go? Exactly. exactly. Who is that? Exactly. <laughs> I can, you know, stand up straight, take off my glasses, brush my hair back, then hey, put a cape on. Hey, our sponsor is Tifosi. We know the importance of glasses. That's very true. And we it's love like, what's glasses. wrong with the slouch? So what if he doesn't have his back straight? Does that make him any more or less? Like, is Clark not handsome enough as Superman? <laughs> I'd like to know these the answers to these That's questions. very true. That Hopefully I get to make a good Superman movie someday. Which fictional character would you not like to meet? Oh. Probably Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> For reasons I don't need to explain. No. You don't need to explain that. It's, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Extra crispy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's chances are. Uh, <laughs> Uh, would not turn out soggy from that encounter. <laughs> what is your favorite geek word, quote, pose? Geek word? Mm. Um, or pose or quote, you know? Oh. Favorite geek quote. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Because I got to think of something well-known. Doesn't have to be well-known. Doesn't maybe have to be something, well-known. Something maybe that you say all the time that nobody knows or a reference that you get that nobody else knows. Certainly, there's a lot of things in my head that nobody else really covers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that goes gosh. on up there. <laughs> uh, probably... I don't know. I'm having trouble with this one. Favorite quote. I got to think of all the things that I geek out about. What's my favorite quote? Can we come back to this one? <laughs> sure. Sure. I don't see a problem Better. with that. That definitely could ha- definitely happen. What is your ideal geek occupation? Geek occupation. I think you're uh, studying it, dude. I, I think you really yeah, are studying it. Like, I'm um, literally being trying to be a director. So, yeah, there you go. Being a filmmaker. Yeah. I didn't think it would be that You're not, you're not trying, dude. You are one. You are a filmmaker, dude. Yeah, you've got, uh, you've got what, uh, 10, 18 credits here as a producer and 16 on the IMDb. So, yeah, I'd say you yeah. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm I'm halfway there. I think <laughs> the other half is well, just like there's know. there's being a director and there's being a successful popular there director. Go. There yeah. you go, right, it's, right. It's there that gap <laughs> about earlier. It's like uh, once you've done something, it's like uh, there's a whole nother. You know, yeah. I would actually call it gaps. G a p s plural. Um, what key occupation would you not like to do? Geek occupation that I would not like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would be good at uh, writing comic books at all. I don't know how those people do it. Props to them. Um, I just would probably get so confused with all these alternate realities and multiverses and, and all these kinds of be hard to keep up with. To well, be honest. If you're writing a comic, your own thing though, you don't need those type of things, you know? Okay. Well, I guess I should specify, you know, for Marvel or DC or those big universes, I guess mm. not to hate on. I, I love all those superhero movies. Um, and I geek out about seeing them, but probably not, um, probably not the comic books. Totally understand that though. 
Totally understandable. All right, Ashan, are you ready for our final question in the geek seat? Yes. Can we go back to the the geek quote? I, I just thought of it. Yeah. It's oh. actually from from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, do tell. Um, it's when um, it's it's that simple one. It's actually in the trailer. You can see it. It's when Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, it's actually no, it's not in the trailer. It's when he's in the trailer of uh, you know he's getting ready to go do the scene and the director visits him and he's like Rick we want you to look like a hippie. You know, I want the long hair. I want the mustache and everything. And then Rick, of course, like DiCaprio's character is like, Oh, hold on. I mean, what's all this about being a hippie? You know, hopefully we're not. Um, I just know after that movie came out, uh, my friends and I would just quote that. That director was some, <laughs> the guy who played the director in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's totally awesome. That is awesome. That's, and it's such a great movie anyway. And there's so many so great good. scenes. I can pop that movie out anytime during the summer. It's like the quintessential uh, summer, you know, event movie mm-hmm. for me. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Are you ready for your final question now in the geek seat? Let's get I'm ready. Okay. Or am I? I'm not sure about this. What <laughs> is your ultimate geek fantasy? Ultimate geek fantasy? Yes. To be making a Superman movie. Dude. All right. <laughs> wow. You know, just make sure Nicolas Cage is nowhere near this one. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. No, you can, you can rest assured that will not happen if I'm ever in that fantasy geek fantasy position of mine. That is totally awesome, dude. I, Agree with that, and that's a pretty darn amazing thing. And I have some great news for you. Ashan Parik, you've made it through the Geek Seat. Congratulations! Woo-hoo. Mr. Mike Gordon, tell the young man what he's won. You have won a lifetime subscription to the ESO Network, a value easily worth $36.04. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> well, we appreciate that, and we appreciate you joining us again. Where can people go to find uh, your your films on YouTube and to check out what you're up to? Yeah, you can go to my website www.ishanparik.com. Um, I'm sure Mike and Mike will have my name and its proper spelling when the episode's up. But, and um, a link to these show notes in our links to our show notes. And the link, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where you can on. see all my short films um, and my feature films. And yeah. Just hope you all check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck to you, man. Best of luck with you. It's awesome. Let's take a quick break and we are going to be back and we are going to be celebrating Michaelmas. This is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. We've got a pair of new movies coming out this weekend on the big screen. The first of those is the Venom sequel, Let There Be Carnage. Venom is kind of one of those weird spinoffs still hanging out there that's a Marvel character but not really connected to the MCU. It's even more confusing because Spider-Man is part of the MCU but still kind of owned by a separate studio. 
it's confusing. But Venom definitely looks like it's taking its own sort of tone and concept. The trailer is really violent, kind of creepy. Definitely not that fun, family-friendly MCU vibe that we're used to seeing. I saw the first Venom movie. It wasn't my favorite, but I guess it did well enough for them to come out with a second one. I really love Woody Harrelson. He's one of my favorite actors, but again, this movie looks a little creepy for me, so I probably won't be checking it out, but it's in theaters this weekend if you're interested. Also, a new movie that is coming is The Many Saints of Newark, which is a preview to the popular HBO series The Sopranos. I'm embarrassed to admit that I have not seen The Sopranos, even though I would say it's one of the most well-known and prestige TV events. I would say, at least from my perspective, that The Sopranos was part of the movement that led to people really looking at TV as a more prestigious means of telling stories. This and Game of Thrones. I feel like it used to be treated like, oh... TV is for those stories and actors that can't really make it on the big screen in Hollywood, but there is so much great television storytelling happening these days. And so I hope that fans of The Sopranos are pleased with this prequel. And I'll also be curious to see if maybe this prequel is a good jumping in point. Like if you haven't seen any of The Sopranos content, if this prequel is a great place to start. And that's it for this week's Box Office Buzz. If you're looking for more entertainment-related content, be sure to check out my blog over on the ESO Podcast website. Also, don't forget, coming soon on Disney+, Plus, there's going to be a LEGO Star Wars Halloween special, which looks like a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to covering that in my blog. I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cletus Jacobs. Join us weekly as we journey into DC's Infinite Frontier. We discuss DC news, comics, television shows, movies, and more. Earth Station DCU is part of the ESO Network. Check us out where fine podcasts are found. Sometimes I dream that he is me. Got to see that's how I dream to be. Welcome back to Earth Station One. Now it's time to celebrate the wonderful holiday that is Michaelmas. Everybody, celebrate! Huzzah! 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 Well, it's, uh, it is Michaelmas week, and uh, we are celebrating by, um, yeah, we're celebrating everything, Michael. So we've got a, a couple of Michaels joining us. Um, the Council of Mikes is is really like they're they're meeting uh with some secret stuff that they're doing uh for Michael Mitz. So we've got some other reserve mics joining us, but they are Michaels through and through. And uh the first of which is that I'll introduce to you is Michael Thompson. Welcome Michael. Hi, thanks for having me. Now now first off I have to ask, is it do you go by Michael usually or Mike? I, I used to get upset when people would call me Mike because I'm like, that's not my name, but I kind of <laughs> gave up on that a while ago. So whatever somebody calls me, as long as they spell it right. 
<laughs> oh, that's something we'll talk about. <laughs> it's not, yeah, you wouldn't, it's a, it's a little bit more challenging than people think I would, th- you know, I found out over the years. Um, and then we also have with us our good friend. It's been way too long since he's joined us here on the station. Michael Stark is here. Hey, and, Howdy, and I sir. have to admit, I had no idea it's Michael Mass. Isn't that amazing? I just found out about this holiday earlier this year. Um, I had well, been through you know, my I, I am Jewish, so we don't really celebrate the <laughs> saints. But you know, this one, although I became Christian some years ago, but you know, this is a Catholic thing. So I'm sure some yes. ex-wives should have should have told me about this holiday. <laughs> well, you know, and surprising. You know, I think one thing that's surprising about it is maybe that, that's uh, why they're exes or something. You know? Yeah, probably. We, how could you not tell me there's a holiday with my name? Well, and the thing is, it's like how could we not know about this with the popularity that is the name Michael over the years? Um, for those people who may not know, uh, Michael has been the most popular name of the 20th century, 21st century. Well, I don't know if it's 21st yet, but. Um, from 1954 to 1998 in the United States, it was the t- most popular male name, uh, with the exception of 1960, which for some weird reason David beat us out. But um, 1954 to 1998, that's a long stretch where a lot of folks are naming their kids Michael. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what started it in 1954, um, but um, I guess we can talk about that as far as um, uh, you know, as far as uh, role models that are named Michael that are out there in pop culture. But yeah, uh, it's been among the three most popular names, even past 1998 um, through, I think it fell out of the top five in 2011 for the first time. So, and that was the first time it wasn't in the top five since 1949. Uh, so chances are anybody out there who's not named Michael is listening, you know, a Michael, <laughs> like, cause it's, it's pretty, um, now I want to, I want to make sure that we get this straight. It's not a common name. It's popular, right? Right. <laughs> like, it's very popular. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's not a common name. It's popular. It's that's, a, that's the way I like to look at it. Exactly. We all want to be like Mike, so it's okay. <laughs> Now I don't know about uh, about you guys, but uh, I know that I uh, my parents were originally not going to name me Michael. They named me uh, my my mother wanted to name me Corey, and uh, my dad said no, <laughs> and I thank him every day for that. But um, you know, growing up no, with the name Michael, did when you I, I sort of I'll start with you, uh, Michael Thompson. Like what what was earliest time that you can remember seeing someone else named Michael? Did you have any friends growing up named Michael? Was there somebody like in pop culture that, that you're like, Oh, that kid, that guy's got the same name as me. I mean, Jordan, obviously, but I mean, I didn't know anybody personally. I'm thinking of probably until I got to college. Definitely not school that I can remember. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. I, I, I grew up with, um, I had a couple of Michaels in, in, uh, elementary school, Michael Brown. And there was another Michael, I think. So there were a few of us. Uh, so yeah, I knew right away that my name was not, uh, that, um, uncommon. Let's put it that way. Uh, Michael Stark, what about you? Well, same just grew up with tons of Michaels and, I'm sure as fellow Michaels, you've always hated that song, Playground in My Mind. 
<laughs> which is the song that says, my name is Michael, I have a nickel. Shiny yeah, and new. Shiny and bright. <laughs> so to make this story worse, the guy who wrote it grew up in my neighborhood, lived in my neighborhood, and the little kid who sings on it is his son, who is a year younger than me in school. So it's like, you. Thank you. <laughs> now, the kid was big, so I couldn't beat him up, So, you know, but I would have. Going to... Uh... Going to Sunday school, I do remember, you know, listening, hear the, the song, Michael, Row Your Boat, um, Row Your Boat Ashore. That was pretty like, oh, someone wrote a song with my name in it. Right. Okay. That, I think that's the first time I acknowledged that. Um, and then as far as on television, I, I mean, everybody knows this ad, even, I mean, I guess in especially our age group, but certainly the Life Serial ad was right. everywhere. And, uh, you know, um, you know, the he'll eat it, uh, he'll eat anything. Oh, hey, Mikey, he likes it. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, we get um, that all the time, too. Still Absolutely. to this day, give it to Mikey. Yeah. He'll eat anything. Yeah. Which uh, kind of maybe, you know, I can attribute to that's why I've had a weight problem all my life. Because uh, uh, people have fed me all the time. So, um, uh, Mike Faber, what about you? What about, uh, any early memories of, uh, running into other Mikes? Oh, of course. Well, you also have to remember my parents were hippies. Michael was not the first name that they were going to name me. The originally, I think it was going to be Copernicus. Really? Well, Yes, but my dad didn't – each time he wrote it down, he had to spell it a different way. And so that's why he went with Michael. So, you know, the 60s were really good to my parents, let's just say that. And so it was it was interesting. And my sister was almost – my sister Cheryl was almost starshine. Wow. You know, the, the fact that we could – we could have had Earth Station One hosted by Copernicus and Corey. <laughs> Would have been a lot more interesting than Mike and Mike. <laughs> blows, blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. um, for me, the first time, you know, I really knew, I knew other, uh, one or two other kids named Mike growing up, like in, you know, pre in pre-K and, uh, but, and then in elementary school, but it was that like, the other Mike's Mike Stark said it was, you know, it definitely was my name is Michael and you know, that damn song and, you know, everyone made fun of me because of it, you know, mm. and, and, you know, and then there was also Michael row your boat ashore. You yep. Know? Yep. Hallelujah. And Michael, Hallelujah. Michael motorcycle. Oh God. Yeah, don't. Uh, these are bringing back really bad memories right I now. Know. <laughs> I know. So you're going to have to go through therapy after this conversation. Oh. Well, look, I mean, I don't care what your name is. Kids are going to find a way to pick up. Oh, right? God, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's just a matter of. And, and looking back on it now, I mean, whew, I mean, that, you know, I, I, look, I, I got a double whammy uh, because I had the life serial ad that people were making fun of me for. And then. And uh, as much as I love the movie in 1980, when Flash Gordon came out, because my last name's Gordon, every time, you know, people would see me, they would go, Flash, uh, you know, which was, I felt like was kind of awesome, but um, I don't think they meant it as a compliment. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I really don't think so. But yeah. But well, 
you know, you know I also have a last name kids made fun of all the time, too. So mm, when you have the last name Stark, you become Stark naked, Stark raving mad, <laughs> Stark carpets. And, you know, no one knew who Iron Man was at the time. So we didn't get that ah, right. or Game okay. of Thrones. So, you know, I had the double whammy of, you know, yeah. first name and last name. It, it was real. It was real interesting, but you know, pop culture. You you know did have like for us, it was like Michael Jackson, but he was part of the Jackson Five. He was on the cartoon, and he was you know on the radio. It was before he got really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's true. I, I, well, I would say probably. I mean, talking about Michael's in pop culture, if we're going to start anywhere, and um, I think he's already been mentioned, but. I mean, Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan, it's kind of hard to top those two guys as um, pop culture icons named Michael, right? I mean, that's those are the biggest, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, uh, I think, you know, speaking of, because you have the Life Serial ad, but then later on there was the, you know, the, the Be Like Mike right? Ads campaign right. for Michael Jordan. You want to be like Mike. Yeah. There was the, uh, what was the one with Spike, Spike Lee? Yo, Michael, it's got to be the shoes. Like, do you, do you guys remember that one? I got, I got that stuck in my head. Yeah, oh, but, oh, but then you <laughs> later had that wonderful camel commercial. Mikey, 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 Mikey. Guess what yes. day it is? Oh, over the last Mike, few Mike, years. Mike, that's, Mike, Mike, what day is it? Yes. Mikey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's been yeah, that's like okay. So yeah, we didn't get pegged enough with Life Serial. Now, like five years ago, all of a sudden, uh, is it Geico? Geico, Geico yeah. comes out with the the Mike, camel. Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> oh, and I get the, I got that at work quite a bit. Every Wednesday. Yep. Was it Monday? Exactly. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, right? Wednesday. It's hump day. It's hump day. Yes, that's why he had the camel. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Um, any other, any Michaels from that are like sort of, um, that are pop culture characters, like characters in movies, books, television that come to mind instantly. Uh, Michael Thompson, we'll start with you. Any other Michaels that come to you like that, or that you either, uh, have noticed or that you feel are, are pretty big and, and pretty popular. Uh, that one I'm drawing a blank on. Because, uh, yeah, there's there's yeah. some there's some obviously some Mike and Michaels out there uh, from I mean, I think uh, I don't know. I think uh, Michael Stark, do you got one? God, I wish I did my homework on this. Why didn't you prep us? <laughs> That's it. I've got a couple, actually. I was going to say, I figured like with the name Michael, like we would, you know, it was the least amount of prep you would have to do because it's just your name. Right. But, um, well, yeah, Mike Nesmith from the monkeys. That's where like, exactly where I was going, you know, although, you know, the character though, that's not the character. It's him, but he played himself. So it's, yeah, he did. Play, yeah, him, so was, he was really cool. So that was a good role <laughs> model. That was a good role model, right? Um, I uh, um, the two that came to mind immediately for me uh, was Mike Myers, um, yeah. and of course you have the double whammy because there's Mike Myers, the actor, comedian, right? Uh, that's on SNL, and of course Mike Myers, that's the <laughs> serial killer on the Halloween movies. Oh yeah, most definitely. And uh, and then Michael Corleone. 
Uh, oh, from yeah. The, uh, from the Godfather, Godfather movie. Yep. Um, those, uh, those were the two that immediately came to mind. Um, but certainly there are, um, I think there are, there are others out there. I, you know, I was trying to align it with, you know, I've, I've kind of figured, you know, with the popularity of the name, usually popular names sort of are inspired by something in pop culture or something that's happening. Um, and that, that, that's, you know, like a lot of uh, people are like, oh, we really like the name Daenerys. So we want to like name all our kids that or whatever. But I I really had a tough time finding any folks from the, the 50s or the 60s um, right. that were named Michael that would inspire so many people to name their child, their, their boys and some women, too. Um, I do know that there's some women named Michael. I think Michael Learned is probably the most Michael Learner, yeah. Is yeah. probably the most famous uh, female well, actress that I know. Well, growing up, there was the Mike Douglas show. That's true. Yeah. There was Mike Douglas. He was pretty huge. He was really huge, and <laughs> that's true. And then, of course, you know, you like you had said you had Michael Caine, Michael right. Caine, yeah, and and Michael Douglas, exactly. The other Michael Douglas, yeah, the actor. <laughs> exactly, yeah. the Michael Douglas, the actor that was on the streets of San Francisco and uh, uh, went on to Jewel uh, of the Nile, and you know all those romancing the stone, and you know, and now he's Hank Pym. So <laughs> now he's the voice of Hank Pym. Yeah, he's yeah. But but so far you're doing Michaels and not Mikes. What about like um, Mike Connors? Yo, Manics. very yeah, Mannix. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, character of Mike Hammer uh, yes. came to oh, mind yeah. as well, um, as far as uh, big detective stories, um, and that was probably around the fifties and sixties. I think uh, the Mike, the Mickey Spillane, um, and I guess Mickey is kind of. Do you guys consider Mickey an offshoot? Yeah, of Michael. Yeah, because yep. uh, like the wrestler Mick Foley, his real name is Michael. Mm. His name is Michael Foley. So. You know, and so he's an official Mike and, you know, you know, and he's mankind and he's, you know, brother love, <laughs> Cactus Jack, you know. I, I just, because I had to Google it just because we couldn't think of it. Crocodile Dundee was actually a Michael. That's right. I know that. I did not know that either. I mean, I think I probably did at one point, but I haven't thought of that character in a long time. And I guess in characters, Michael Scott from The yes. Office. Uh, that's, that's a good one. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, Michael, singer Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. Yes. And you know, like we said earlier, you know, there's Mike Stipe from uh, REM, and also Mike Mills from REM too. There's the two Mikes. When uh, when I was looking into the 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 holiday and the name, the name I was pretty familiar with, um, and the origin of it because um, uh, I grew up um, in a um, semi, it wasn't strictly religious, but it was Protestant. I was a, we were Congregationalists. Uh, my family was Congregationalists. And, uh, but the pastor there, uh, Reverend, was, um, uh, was let me know that my name came from or was the same as, of course, St. Michael. Which is where, uh, you know, like I said, Michael was, comes from the archangels and Michael was the one who had cast out Lucifer from heaven. Um, and the name 
um, actually, uh, and I didn't find this out too much later, but even though that is a uh, very Catholic thing or a very uh, Christian thing, um, that the name Michael actually is derived from a Hebrew phrase, Moses, which is, which is, uh, you know, who is like a God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I always thought, well, that's, that's a lot to live up to. Well, that's <laughs> so a name goes, that, that's, you know, uh, who is like a God and, you know, the, the one, the, the angel that, you know, cast out Lucifer, uh, from heaven. That's, that's a, that's a pretty tall order, uh, of, uh, you know, how to, how do you beat that as a Michael? Well, a lot of, you know, Michael, if you go into the Hebrew sculpture, scriptures and everything is a derivative also of Moshe and which is yeah. also named after Moses. Mm. So, you know, which is, you know, if you want to go further back, I learned that in another life, let's just say, so, <laughs> which I don't want to go into right now, but you know, but you know, there's a ton of other famous Michaels. You, you know, you have Mike Tyson, you know, the boxer, and then, oh, right. yes, but then our fa- one of our favorite time travelers, Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, you know, so you, you know, you definitely, you definitely have, you know, all these different Michaels and, you know, it's just great to be a Mike. So, you know, we're not alone. Do you, do you guys, um, uh, Michael Thomas, we'll start with you on this question. Do you guys, whenever you come across another Michael, whether it's in person whether it's a character you're watching on TV or reading a story or anything like that, do you feel a certain, does that a connection? Does it, does it help you identify with that person a little bit more? Well, the first thing I always do is go see if they're the mythical unicorn that spells her name E A L. Mikael. Everybody else like, how do you spell your name? It's, is it E A L? And I'm like, no, it's A E L. Have you ever seen somebody that spelled it E A L? No. Yeah. Okay. Why do you ask that? But that's always the first question I get from somebody. So I always go looking to find that there's got to be one out there that's spelled that way. So anytime there's a character or something like that, that's what I get fixated on is how's the, how's the name spelled? Yeah, because you would th- it is it is interesting. And I, I get that, like I said, a double whammy because with my last name, Gordon, so many people want to see say it's J, uh, G-O-R-D-A-N. And I'm like, have you ever seen that? ever spelled that way because why would you, why would you why is the default that right why is the default that the a that the e is before a i guess in most spellings of uh words i guess that's rare for an a to precede an e right so maybe that's why in the english language anyway it's coming from somewhere that or there's a special class in like english that we don't get to go to when everybody else is like here's how you're supposed to spell it to mess with <laughs> That's very true. That is, <laughs> yeah, because there was a time actually when I was growing up that my parents wanted me to start spelling it that way. And it was like, no, I just want to be Mike. I just want to be Mike. And I'm, this is way before the Michael Jordan thing. So I just wanted to be M-I-K-E. That's it. Well, we, we, we can be Mike. We don't have to be like Mike. Exactly. So there you go. And we've left out Mike and Ike's. <gasps> our oh, favorite, I- one of our favorite candies. Yeah. The uh, the fruity kind, not the licorice kind. I'm not a big licorice guy. Licorice ones. Mike and Ike's? Yeah. Uh, 
I've heard of Good and Plenty's having licorice, but I've never heard of Mike and Ike's having. Maybe licorice. that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm crossing it over. So the so Mike mm-hmm. and Ike's were only fruit. were only were only fruit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, course. of course, Mike and Ike's together were fruity. What am I thinking? Yeah, come on, look who we're talking about. You know? <laughs> so yeah, there's but there's tons and tons of you know. It's pretty cool. And, you know, whenever I hear, you know, somebody, you know, in the office, it's like they go, oh, better have Mike do it. And it's like, who? What? What do I have to do? Oh, not you, Faber. The other, you know. So, when uh-huh. and it's always whenever there's more than one Mike in the office, it's always they go by your last name. They end up starting going by your last sure. name and everything. Sure. sure. Or, or like you know there's like with me they would use my last initial and it usually would end up being like mikey g um or something like that um although my last office that i worked in there was i was the only one that surprised me i was the only michael in the office wow yeah there's a lot more younger people and i and as we pointed out i think over certainly over the last uh, 20 years i think the name is has kind of dropped in popularity for some reason. But I find that a lot of people are seeming to name their children. They want to go, they seem to want to go not for the standard stuff or the, the, the traditional names. They want to think a little bit more outside the box so that your Johns, your Davids, your Michaels, your Matthews um, are really as popular as a whole, I think. Hmm, that's true. And, you know, there, you know, I have friends of mine who go by Mike, you know, or have Mike as their first name, but they go, some people go by their middle name. So they're just, you know, not confused and stuff. Well, sometimes it's a problem that you not only have the same first name, but the same first name and last name of someone. Mm. And, you know, I worked for in the 80s as a music journalist. And I was under Mike Stark, because that sounded more rock and roll, until I found out there was a Mike Stark on the other coast who was a rock critic, too. And it's like, oh, crap, There's, they're going to keep mixing us up. So I eventually moved to Michael for that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, but that's I, something I do on Facebook. Anytime I see a Mike Stark or a Michael Stark, I'll friend them to say, hey, we have the same name. No, that's, true. that's enough of an introduction, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. I uh, I, I have uh, occasionally, and it doesn't happen very often, but I have occasionally been um, uh, gotten confused with the Mike Gordon, who's also from Massachusetts, who is a bass player for Fish. Fish. Yes. That's who I thought you were when you first wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> Did you, that's oh, that's my that was my in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Then we well, could go a- jam later for three hours. Yeah, and exactly. then the boy was he disappointed, uh, and then he was stuck with me. And then I got a howdy. Damn it. <laughs> so, but yeah, he. Uh, all right, so I have gotten confused with him occasionally. Um, uh, Michael Stark, let me ask you this because I know you are a fellow writer as well. When you're naming characters, I think it's also really important. Um, and does the name Michael have any connotations for you as far as, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever used it in something that you've written. Oh, I would never use a, a Michael in something I was writing. 
And why would that be? Because it's your own name or because, because it has. Yeah, it, it would, it, it would be confusing. Like, you know, gotcha. a reader would say, why is he, this guy must be a narcissist or something. <laughs> I thought, Oh, I, isn't that all creators? So, <laughs> so well, <laughs> you know, we want to keep, you want to be a little bit more so obvious. I was going to say, you want to be more, more, more subtle than that. But, you know, maybe I would make it, all right, this character is kind of me. I'll call him Mark Stone, because that's <laughs> far enough away, but close enough. Right, right. Um, and Because yeah. I think that the name is popular enough, and it's been, it's it's widely used out there so much that it doesn't have any instant, like, connotations, right? Like, it doesn't have anything that, a lot, it doesn't have a lot of baggage with it. That I think, yeah, but you know, I, I never took a lot of stock in you know naming characters like, oh, because that name means you know, sent by a mushroom in you know ancient <laughs> Russian. You know, it doesn't matter to me. But I would never name a character Michael. Ah, interesting. I have not done that yet uh, either, and I think. Um, yeah, I think it's just a little too close. It'd be kind of weird yeah. if Tiki Zombie's real name was Michael, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think to to Michael's point, I think it would, yeah, people would be like, oh, well, it's just him. It's just the author, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's a little too on the nose. Um, but uh, but I've seen it happen. I mean, certainly I've seen you know people name characters after themselves all the time. Oh um, sure. But I, I don't think that uh I know there's um there's a Mike Faber on the T V show at Homeland, I think. So, you know, everyone was like as soon as that show premiered with him on it, I got like five phone calls that night, like dude, you know you're on a So the uh the name the combined names of Michael and Gordon are 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 out there as well. Um I once had a friend of mine when I first moved to Atlanta, uh, they did not know how to reach me. So they called information and uh, the operator said, you know, uh, I need a name. And uh, my friend said, uh, his name is Michael Gordon. And she's like, you're going to have to narrow it down because there are 45 of those. Wow. Yeah. And that was just in the Norcross area where I was right. living. <laughs> um, the only ones that I've ever come across really though, are um, there is a, a director named uh, Michael Gordon who directed, uh, he directed the film version of Cyrano de Bergerac back in the day, as well as the rock Hudson Doris day classic pillow talk. Um, and uh, so I, 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 I've seen my name on the big screen a few times, uh, but it didn't belong to me. Michael Thompson is that name has has your name ever come up because Thompson's not a not a very uncommon name. Um, no, matter of fact, when I got to college, that you could they numbered off of your email addresses, and so there was somebody that had the same first <laughs> initial and last name as me. I was the third one of those by the time I got to school. I never ran into the other ones, but uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, it seems like uh, yeah, you you go in there and um. And when, when I got my first job, I was the third one. So they had already started, like I got, I had to be Mike in the, in the address book because they had already like stuck the sitting. One guy was Michael. The other guy was Michael and he put his middle initial and they're like, all right, well, you've got to be Mike because we're running out of ways to differentiate you. 
Wow. And I would email for the other guys all the time. The uh, um, uh, I was trying to think of other um, Michaels out there, of course, that are, are popular actors. Um, and uh, I think Michael B. Jordan. Uh, oh, very much so. Um, Michael, Michael Keaton. My, I was going to say Michael Keaton's been getting a lot of uh, press lately. He's had a more of a comeback. Of course, he's Batman. He is Batman again. Yes. Um, so that's awesome. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yes. Right. Thank you. Very good. Yes. Definitely says the says the Doctor Who fan. <laughs> yeah. So there's also Michael B. Hall, Dexter. Uh, Michael Moriarty. Yes. Oh, right, from uh, the original Law and Order. Is he still around? Yeah. Well, I haven't yeah. seen Michael Moriarty in a long time, so I don't know. If and and the, the fantastic movie Q, The Winged mm-hmm. Serpent. Yeah. He was in that? I think I, so. Uh, uh, there is, of course, um, uh, there's a, I'm, you know, there's a Python member, of course, Michael Palin. Yes. And uh, other names that I'm just sort of stumped at by, you know, trying to think. There's some, um, there's some athletes, oh, of course. Oh, Mike, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker, of course. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of Michael. So the MCU is turning into the Michael Cinematic Universe? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Because uh, and then um, oh shoot um, it was just on the top of my head. There was another Michael. Um, Sarah, what's up? Sarah, yeah, Michael Sarah. Oh right, yes. Um, so you know and Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pot, yep, yeah, Scott Pilgrim, and also from you know so many different TV shows that he's been on too. Yeah, and so. Yeah, so there's plenty of, you know, Michaels out there. Um, a couple other fictional Michaels. We had uh, Michael Stivick from All in the Family. That was Meathead. Meathead. Mm, yeah. Meathead, right. Um, for Jeez. Uh, exactly. For <laughs> um, Then, of course, from uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, there's Mike Ermitrout. Right. Oh, yes. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, he's, a, he's cool. Um, from, yeah. So from, the from, all in the family thing, the only thing I could think of though, when you mentioned that was yeah, the, Oh geez, of course, but also the, uh, uh, the fact that Gloria would just say his name, like so whiny, like you Michael. just hear that. Yeah. Michael. It'll be like, Oh, hearing yeah. that's like chalkboard hearing my name like that. Yep. Uh, then you also, of course, from monster Inc. Yet Mike Wasoski. Yep. Mike Wisowski. Exactly. The one. And so, yeah, there was, there's plenty of them out there. So yeah, the, um, uh, you know, we were talking about female Michaels and, uh, Star Trek discovery has yes. Michael Burnham, right? Which is, uh, that's a Michael the captain. She is now. Yeah. So, oh, oops. Mike Brady. That's Mike right. Brady. Of course. One of the favorite. Now, didn't you want to be an architect growing up because of him? Of course. <laughs> Cause there's no way that house could have fit into that frame anyway. So it had, <laughs> it had to be a TARDIS. I think it, I think it doesn't it really exist though. Yeah. It does yeah. Exist. The house, the, the house, and they actually had to rebuild the house interior 
to make it they did an HGTV thing to make it look like the interior because nothing lined up from the outside of the house to the inside uh, of course uh, we have to mention Michael Knight of course right? from Knight Rider with Kit right? of course. Michael Knight and Kit uh-huh. Mike Wheeler on uh, Stranger Things one of the kids oh right which is just coming back yes um, season four is on its way yeah so and so yeah there's plenty of them out there are there let me ask you this uh because we've talked about you know really popular ones or whatever are there any michaels out there that give michael a bad name no we're not talking (laughs) wow um mm. like are there are there michaels out there that have Michael other, Jackson. Than, other than Jackson, which is, of course, is, yes, that's a... Mike Tyson. Tyson's gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another famous Michael that you completely missed. Of course. Michael from The Good Place. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. He's Michael the uh, demon. The demon. Well, you originally thought he was the... You know, and he's the architect of The Good Place. Yes, the architect. Another architect might name Michael. Yes. I think it's a thing. Um, Michael Bolton? His uh, reputation is not, right? No, thank you. <laughs> what about comic book Michaels? I'm not as, far, as far as writers, uh, artists, uh, Michael no, Bolton? Uh, characters. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Was there the- a Michael superhero? There's got to be a uh, there's got to be an alliteration, right? Stan Lee must have come up with a Michael M something, right? A Mike something with an M, like he must have done that. Mighty or something. <laughs> Mighty uh, Michael. Mighty <laughs> Michael. Because <laughs> because uh, I can think of some artists and creators. I mean, there's Mike right. Mignola. There's uh, Michael Golden. Uh, there's um... oh man. I'm drawing a blank, but, um, Oh, Michael Morbius, the living vampire. There you go. Yep. All right. Finally, we came up with a comic book character. <laughs> I, I, I knew that there had to be one that Stan was involved with. Right. And, uh, yeah, Michael's actually, Michael Morbius is actually going to make his big screen debut pretty soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as far as put that on a loop, what's that? Oh, that movie. Yeah. Michael the Morbius M- Loop. The Morbius. <laughs> Even though it's spelled very different and pronounced differently, but, you know, I'm going to keep this joke in. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. Speaking of movies, when you said Michael Bolton, there's also Office Space's Michael Bolton. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, don't you it. love his music? Oh, yeah. He's great. <laughs> that is that is awesome. I forgot about that one. <laughs> it's a joke there, yeah? Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's in the you know there's also a lot of you know, I'm sure there's a lot of you know Michaels in the music industry too. As far as singers and songwriters and band members, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost Michael Hutchinson way too young. Yes. Um, that was one that uh, Michael Hutchins rather. Um, that was one where, um, yeah, ouch. Yeah. Well. 
but yeah, there's just so many, you know, there's all different ones. I mean, you know, Mike Jackson, Mike Bolton, and you know, there's just, it's just interesting. And, you know, we, we said Mike, Mike Nesmith, but, um, I know Mickey Dolan's that's another one. Cause he's also, he's Michael Dolan's. That's true. Yeah. And we are about to see Michael and Mickey. They are on tour right now. Yes, next it's week. It's the final tour, right? For the for right for right now. <laughs> for right now, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. We always say that when the third to last tour. farewell retirement tour. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, if you went by that, you know, you would have had to. You know, the Rolling Stones would have had their last tour what forty years ago, <laughs> or the Who, or so I've lost track. Ozzy retired now. So yeah, and you know, it's it's just interesting to, you know, which other famous mics you have, you know, type out there. There was a TV show that William used to watch um called Dirty Things, uh Mike Rowe. Oh, right. Uh Dirty Jobs. Dirty Jobs, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and it's it's just it's it's funny you could just keep on going and going and going and it's just like yeah that's enough there's mics yes we're all famous <laughs> in our own way but that's what we're celebrating right of course um i i'm you know i i'm very pleased that uh that you know there hasn't been too many you know michael serial killers out there Unless your last name's Myers. <laughs> I mean, there's Mike Myers, of course, which is the big one. Michael Myers, right. Mike Myers, right? Which yeah. is like the fictional one. But after that third Austin Powers movie and the uh, Love Guru, you know, I, I don't <laughs> want to have anything to do with him ever again. <laughs> what is the joke? Is it uh, that was in Baby Driver, right? Where uh, uh, they were supposed to have Mike Myers masks and yes. went out and got like. An Austin uh, Powers mask. <laughs> he got Austin Powers masks. <laughs> I completely forgot until somebody brought it up because I also do Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart is a cosplay, and Brigadier oh, Mike Yates, you know, confused with. Well, yeah, Mike Yates, but somebody, yeah, I'm always getting you know, like, "Are you Hitler?" And I'm like, "Are you colorblind?" You know, but <laughs> the Galaxy kind of got two new ones. First, the guy said, "Are you, are you the guy from Hellraiser?" And I was like, "No, but that's a good guess." And the other guy said, "Are you Mike Myers?" What are you talking about? Because from Inglorious Bastards. And I was like, what? And I went and had to go back and look it up. And sure enough, Mike Myers, a comedian, played a British officer in Inglorious Bastards. I completely blanked on that. I had oh, no wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. He's in the room with Churchill and everything. And I, I went back and I was like, that's a deep cut, dude. But all right, I'll give it to you. Wow. Yeah. So he's done something reasonable recently. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well I, I looked it up. I only see one serial killer named Michael. Okay. Which was Michael Bruce Ross, the roadside strangler, also called the Eggman. So I don't want anyone calling us the Eggman after this. Mm, no. That was uh, uh, that was in the eighties, right? Uh, let's see. I think it's obscure enough we're probably safe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when his crime wave was. Looking. Yeah, 80s. Well, you know, so, you know, I mean, Michael is, as many of us have there been, you know, 
It's not like a Jeffrey. I mean, some of these names with serial killers, all you have to do is say like Ted or, or, well, John Wayne, um, but, uh, uh, or Jeffrey or something like that. And then instantly, you know, people have negative thoughts, but uh, with Michael, it's uh, did not, does not happen as at least as of right now. So yeah, there's, there's, so there's room for us to go, to grow. Uh, Or to kill. uh, It's okay. (laughs) Exactly. But I guess when you have, I mean, really, Mike Myers is one of the probably top uh, fictional serial killers out there. So, I mean, that's what else do you need, right? Anybody who's a real Michael probably is like, no, I can't live up to that. Very true. I should, I should hope so, anyway. You would hope. Because, you, uh, you know, along with Jason, Michael, Freddie, right? They're like right. the three big ones. Um, and then... Uh, so if you want to go on a killing spree, please first change your name. <laughs> if you're yes, or do it in that. style at least. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I guess sort of to to wrap up uh, this this wonderful holiday of Michaelmas that we have, um, and celebrating all Michaels. Um, is there, uh, man? It's weird. So it's like it's like. I don't know. I can't really say that there's there's a a goal. I, I'm never. I'm. I said I'm not really always looking for like. I, there's not something that I'm ever thinking. Oh, I wish that person was named Michael. Um. Or uh, I wish they would have a Michael do this. Um. I don't know if that's ever occurred to any one of you guys. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I can. Yeah, I can but you know, I, I would maybe... love. Maybe a last name, like, you know, there are a lot of cool Starks out there. So it's like, but we could always use more. Yeah. 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 And just, you know, and there's already too many Michaels out there. Let me tell you one quick story. Uh, back in, I think it was 92 or 93, a friend of mine, uh, we drove down to California and we actually wanted to get on The prices Right. And, you know, they make you wait in line at Studio City, and then they literally interview each person going into the audience because anybody in the audience can get called down to be on Prices Right. And they try to find out information and stuff like that. And so, you know, they – so I said Mike Faber, you know, and stuff like that. Got the thing, the little, you know, little price tag thing, you know, that they had on Prices Right. And so got there. Right on live television, the it was the second time they were announcing somebody to come down. They went, Mike Franklin. And I was like, and I stood up and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah. And my friend was like, dude, it's not you. <laughs> I was about to run down. Make it on TV. Yeah. I awesome. did. My mom, because I was right, it was, the guy was like two rows in front of me. So he saw me, they, they saw me stand up to like cheering and going, it's me, it's me. <laughs> awesome. And the, the guy ended up losing, not getting off contestant row or whatever they call it. Uh, 
the whole he was time. Stuck on on that first row forever. You always it bid. could have been you. You could have been a contender. Exactly. You know, you always bid. You know, a dollar over what the last person does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would be that guy. Of course, you I would. would. Be, you would definitely be that guy. Oh God, yes, in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, you play to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get up there and be stuck. You know, and get the. You know, you get the home version of the Price Is Right. You know, <laughs> or the or the guy that uh, or the person that what bids a dollar. So it's like, oh, everybody else overbid, so I'm just going to cover myself here. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody overbid here. That would be me. Yes, that that would be you. So, Well, very cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. And I'm sure that as many as we've mentioned here, um, and, uh, you know, there's probably a lot more out there. We know that there's a lot more out there. So um, we certainly didn't mean to slight any any Michaels that are out there or Mike's um, or uh, Mitchell's or Mikhail's or certainly not as Mike pointed out in the beginning of the show, certainly not anybody named Michelle. And I think uh, uh, we had enough that I think in this, this go round um, we can, we celebrated Michael's and that was a lot. So um, maybe next year uh, for Michael Miss, we, we turn it around and do a flip and then uh, have some Michelle's on and talk about um, you know popular Michelle's in pop culture as well. I don't know if the name Michelle has been as popular. I'll have to do some research on that. I do certainly know that, um, and I don't know. I don't know if this speaks. I don't know if this speaks of me or not. But my my first, uh, we'll say, girlfriend in kindergarten was named Michelle. And of course, the person that I've lived with for the past 25 years is named Michelle. So, uh, coincidence? I think so, not. Do I, do I have a, uh, self love, um, <laughs> complex? I'm not gonna, you know, we're different people. So I, I can't say that, uh, it's not like I'm, I don't feel like I'm with myself all the time. Um, but, uh, I do find it's funny, uh, because, uh, frequently, and it's the, um, you know, other relationships that I've had, that have uh, the the partner started with M. You know, it's been common to okay. nickname us as M and M's. And and if we have a psychologist or a you know therapist out there who wants to reach out to Mike Gordon, his address is. <laughs> when it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, so uh, it obviously. So, um, but uh, hey, I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm not complaining. So we've we've had we've been very happy. So. Um, but anyway, so definitely we will sort of focus on maybe Michelle's next time and then we'll see where this goes. But I think, I think celebrating Michaelmas should be, uh, more of a, a popular activity. So here at the Earth Station One podcast, we're going to do all we can to celebrate Michaelmas. And we hope everybody out there has a merry, very merry Michaelmas as well. And, uh, we're going to be right back to, um, get creative. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 what day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo woo! Ronnie, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? I'd say happier than a camel on Wednesday. Hump day! Get happy. Yeah. Get Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. 
Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> hey, everybody. Michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment. You probably saw some stories online that September 24th marked the 30th anniversary of the release of Nirvana's Nevermind album. It is set to be remastered from the original analog tapes to high resolution, and the reissues will come out on November 12th. The Super Deluxe Edition has four complete live shows recorded in 91 and 92 around the world, uh, available on both vinyl on eight albums with a seven-inch single, uh, Endless Nameless on the A side, Even in His Youth and Aneurysm on the B side, and CD and Blu-ray, five CDs and a Blu-ray of Live in Amsterdam complete concert video, newly remastered audio. Uh, if you want to pre-order, uh, there's a website, it's kind of weird, nirvana.lnk.to slash nevermind30thpr. On October 22nd, we get the release of the replacement Sorry Ma Forgot to Take Out the Trash Deluxe Edition, four CDs and one album, 100 tracks, something like 70 of them, close to 70, have never been heard before. Uh, these are from their early days with lots of other goodies. Rod Stewart has a new album called The Tears of Hercules coming out on November 12th. The single is One More Time, and it's out now. He will be touring next summer. He can go ahead and make plans for that, I guess, because it looks like they re reached a plea deal uh, in his assault case from when he and his adult son beat up a security guard who wouldn't let them into a New Year's Eve party in Palm Beach, I think, in uh, January 2020. Dude, you are 76 and your son's in his 40s. Really? Really? Seriously? Um, other album releases, um, the next Bowie-era box set, fifth in the series, will be released. The only thing that uh, Warners has said is autumn of 2021, which we are now in, so it should be soon. It's called Brilliant Adventure, 1992 to 2001. It will not include Tin Machine. The albums on there will be Black Tie, White Noise, The Buddha of Suburbia, Outside, Earthling, and Ours. And on the 3rd of December, uh, the Waterboys released The Magnificent Seven, The Waterboys' Fisherman's Blues, Room to Roam Band, 1989 to 1990, five CDs and one DVD box set. That would make a very nice holiday gift. Just, just saying. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show Moment. We will catch you next time. Welcome back. Now it's time for the Creative Outlet segment. We've got two very, very amazing people joining us tonight. Let's welcome Allison and Amino. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, yes. I'm, at least I didn't mispronounce Allison's name. That would have been really <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> you know, so tell us about your project you guys have got going on, and you guys are almost at the goal line already. We are. Yeah. Um, well, this is basically the second volume of our webcomic, uh, Fox and Willow. Uh, this volume is called To the Sea. And essentially, uh, this whole series has been going on for about 10 years now, and we're finally putting them into print, which is, which is fabulous. Uh, but, you know, at the heart of all of these different chapters and volumes, it's really a story about a girl and her fox. Uh, but we've sort of wrapped them up in uh, a bunch of subverted fairy tales. 
So each volume is essentially a standalone fairy tale that we've kind of changed up a little bit. Uh, in this case, To the Sea is going to be uh, The Little Mermaid. Uh, and while there is an overarching you know, arc that goes through, <laughs> uh, each one is a separate standalone, uh, but we kind of build along each, uh, each volume. Awesome. Awesome. It, it looks fantastic. Um, and I, I have to ask, um, when you're transferring it, because it, you said it's a web comic, right? So when you're transferring it to mm-hmm. print, is there any sort of challenges with that? Oh yeah, <laughs> because, because um, at this point we were I was uh, doing it in uh, how say hard, in traditional methods hard copy, so every time I would have to like um, do traditional inking, traditional uh, shading using real media like uh, markers, and then I have to scan it, and that's when the digital aspect comes in where I have to uh, how say add sound effects, polish it up, and then uh, letter the thing with dialogues and stuff but um it's because of covid uh i had to relocate to my hometown so and i haven't been able to go back to home to my home studio because there's um how say uh border how say there's travel restrictions yeah <laughs> uh, travel restrictions yeah so some well, I did bring most of the hard, uh, the originals with me a few pages were like left back home so in order to not uh, delay the this process i had to redraw some of them digitally so and it's like i had to find out um the right methods to uh how to say be as close as possible to the overall look it has been a challenge but i think we managed to pull it wow that is a lot of extra work yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we've already switched to fully digital, chapter four on uh, volume four onwards. So we shouldn't be having that problem after. Ah. Yeah. Just just one more, one more volume of of pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think I brought most. I think I brought all pages, but I have to double check. <laughs> so that's what the title is going to be: Volume Four, the Volume of Pain. Yes. Volume. Of pain. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Well. Looking at the content, you're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, what are you writing for this poor lady? Come on, to draw. What am I writing? Well, you know that uh, fairy tales are, you know, just excellent fodder for messing with. And especially <laughs> since the originals were very dark, a lot of them, uh, we kind of wanted to keep some of those elements, those darker elements. Uh, so, um, yeah, considering yeah. that they were mostly folk. folk- Fields were basically spoken word PSAs back then. So uh, for communities and between generations, I mean, like Hansel and Gretel is about stranger danger, Red Riding Hood is about predatory strange, predatory people, and like Fisherman and his wife is about greed. So we, we would like to, uh, how say, preserve the, the origin, uh, the original mood and elements of these folklore while ex- interrogating it with a modern lens. Exactly. Very cool. Um, so you said the second volume is standalone, but I do see on the Kickstarter that you do offer, of course, the option to get the volume, the first volume as well. Um, and I got to say, the um, the mock-up um, 
editions that you have, the limited editions with the wraps and everything, just look outstanding. Um, they are. Yeah, they are. great work. Great. Those are those are some great Thank rewards you. that uh, yeah. people can still have access to. Anything else that you want people to know about that are still accessible as far as rewards? Um. I'm sorry, I didn't understand the hear the question. Um, as far as rewards that people can get, is there anything else that you want people to be aware of that uh, oh, are still available? Yeah, I mean, you still you can get the digital copy, you can get the hard copy version. Uh, the limited edition version not only comes with a wrap, but we do sign them via book plates, uh, and mm-hmm. you can still get the first volume as well, both hardcover and limited edition uh, and digital. So all of those are still the limit, limited. Limited is to hundred copies, right? Uh, I think it's 100 mm-hmm. copies. Yeah, it's 100 copies mm-hmm. for the limited edition. So we still have uh, a few of those on hand for the first volume. So those are still out there. Um, I would know that the book plates actually went through international waters because they had to ship it to me all the way from US and I had to ship it back. <laughs> so yeah. it has it has traveled. It has traveled. <laughs> so. Well, that is awesome, guys. And how much longer... Do, pe- do you guys have left, and how can people help out? Well, we have about nine days left, and we are 97% funded, so we don't need very much at this point to get us over the hump. So anything mm-hmm. someone could do would mm-hmm. be fabulous. Absolutely. So throw 50 cents, mm-hmm. a dollar, you know, that type <laughs> exactly. of stuff out there. Yeah. If everyone just mm-hmm. threw a buck in, we'd be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and, and good luck. It's uh, thank you for having absolutely. us. Absolutely, no problem. We will make thank sure you. we have a show link, uh, a link in the uh, to the Kickstarter in our uh, uh, show links. Yes, and this. <laughs> thank you very, very much, and best of luck. Welcome to a Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host Angela, and this week, this Geek Girl is talking about the BBC show Ghosts. Ghosts is a sitcom from the BBC about a young couple who is trying to save up for their first house and end up being left a mansion in a will. The only problem is the mansion is haunted by a bunch of very chatty and very opinionated ghosts. The couple moves in and starts to renovate the house into a hotel, which doesn't sit well with any of the ghosts that are living there. Allison, the one who inherited the house, gets pushed out a window by one of the ghosts that's able to occasionally move things, and then she's able to see ghosts. From there on, things get very wacky and ignoring for her, since, like I said earlier, All these ghosts have very strong opinions about this house and don't want it to be a hotel. So far, the show has been incredibly funny, and if you watch the British Taskmaster show, you'll recognize a whole lot of faces in this show. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? You'll have to listen to find out. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. Let's thank Michael for joining us tonight. Michael Stark, thank you so much tonight. Thanks for having me. Anything you want to promote, my friend? Uh, there's nothing new, but uh, I still have the comic book, Wolverton, Thief of Impossible Objects. And boy, I would like to get some out of my garage. So please <laughs> look it up. And buy some, because it's Michael Mass. Yes, that would be great. It would be a great holiday gift for Michael Mass. Yeah, and a great holiday gift for me. Exactly. It would be great. You know, money in his pocket and, you know, puts a smile on a Michael's face. 
can't right. expect anything less. Stimulates the economy. Exactly. Because I'm going to buy shit once I have money. There you go. Nice. That's the way to do it. And it's and, a great book. Go buy it. Yes. Thank you. And Michael Thompson, thank you so much for joining us. Having me again. Anything you want to promote or do you want to talk about real quick or shout out about? Uh, nothing really to promote, but social media is Triangle TARDIS. If you want to check out a Doctor Who cosplayer in my TARDIS, which I bring out to conventions if you're in the North Carolina area. That is awesome. And that is great. And thank you for joining us for the first time. It was great to talk to you. Be here for my first podcast. Whoa! All right, Whoa. look out! Cool. Look out! He's going to become a regular now. That's awesome. We'd love to get you actually on Earth Station Who sometime, our Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, I would love that. That would be great. All right, um, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. It'll be good. <laughs> and Mr. Gordon, we made it through another one. We did, and as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? I do. I know it's coming up, and by the time this episode airs, I think um, uh, the uh, vote is already going to be either taking place or I'm going to be um, in the midst of taking place. But I just wanted to uh, put out there that uh, uh, I support uh, the members of the IATSE out there that are – these are the people who are uh, doing most of the labor on uh, entertainment uh, that you see, TV, movies – uh, theater. Um, and, uh, this is, uh, something that, um, is gotten way out of hand as far as, uh, the, the amount of work that they're unsafe and harmful working hours that they're required to do. Um, you know, these people, it's amazing how little regard that the studios and the networks and the streaming services give these folks to give us this entertainment. And these are not the people that get the awards at the Emmys or the Tonys or the Oscars. Uh, heck, most people, unless it's a Marvel movie, don't even see their names flash by because they don't stick around in the theater long enough to watch the credits. Um, and some of these people aren't even credited um, because they like on TV and whatnot. They don't even get the credit. They do it because they love it. They do it because they love being part of the entertainment industry. They love being part of the creative industry. And yet they're, they're being, in, in my opinion, they're being abused. Um, so um, they are getting ready to vote to go on strike. And if they do go on strike, I, um, I support them uh, because uh, they, the changes needs to happen so that their condi- working conditions are better. Here, here. Agree uh, and, completely um, on that. Yeah, I mean, Mike and I, and, and I'm sure uh, uh, everybody else that knows, at least if you're, if you're in the Atlanta area, you know someone who works for the industry, and that's going to be affected by this. So um, it's amazing how many people I know that are actually working in the wardrobe departments of these play- these yeah. things. But but and and they the the stories that they tell of the hours that they have to work um and the conditions that they're in is just insane to me mm-hmm. so um there's a price to be paid for working uh, living your dreams but this shouldn't be it so um so we'll have a link here that you can sign the petition and find out more information um so hopefully it doesn't come down to a strike but if it does um i you know if that's what it takes to get these people um the proper working conditions and the proper pay that they can get uh then i i'm i'm all for it Mm-hmm. Very much so. And these people, you know, they wanted to work, you know, gain their dream. 
We had a gentleman in the geek seat earlier today who's just starting out in the film industry. And, you know, these people work their butts off, folks. We we all have friends, especially here in Atlanta, where a lot of the folks are, you know, involved with the movie industry or out in California or, you know, all these different places, New York. And this is going to affect a lot of people. But it's going to be for a good cause. These people, you know, the the conditions that these people are working in, the hours to get these products done. You know, we don't care how long it takes. You need to get this set done, you know, for tomorrow's shoot. And it's like, but you only gave me this, you know, design four hours ago. They don't care, you know, type thing. And that's some of the things that they have to work with. And it's it's not a good environment. And... I hope, you know, they can work something out so production doesn't stop because if they do go on strike, I don't think it's going to end quickly. And no, it's going to be it's going to hurt the industry and which you know, is which already, is already hurt. hurting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I'm, you know, like Mike said, we're both in favor of it and, you know, it was just it was interesting to, you know, read about, to hear about from friends. And, you know, I have a couple of friends of mine who are puppeteers or, you know, I don't, and who are doing costumes or doing special effects. And they're all involved with this stuff and some of the stories they've told me. And, you know, I'm not allowed to name names or name specific things because confidentiality stuff. But it's pretty amazing stuff, folks. Definitely. Um I guess that will be also my shout out also. You know, I don't feel like saying, hey, the new episode of Ted Lasso was awesome. You know, so, you know. And the people that worked on it, all of them were awesome too. Exactly. It was awesome. <laughs> the best way to get Rick rolled was this last week's episode. So it was pretty cool. But, um, folks, definitely, you know, think about that. You know, when you're watching a movie, there's tons and tons of people doing stuff behind the scenes who never get recognized for the stuff. It's just it's just amazing stuff that they do. <sighs> All right. Off the shit box now. All right. Next week, we will be back. And once again, we are having our music crew join us again. And we are jumping into the countdown for Halloween. Mr. Mike, what are we doing? We are talking about spooky tunes. Ooh, so we're going to be playing the Monster Mash for two hours. Got it. Yeah, there's more, the, there's more spooky tunes than that. But yes, we will probably talk about the monster mash because how can you not you know it's a graveyard smash oh exactly you know it's it is the mash so it's going to be a lot of fun and i'm really looking forward to it and it's always fun talking music on the show so it should be a lot of fun uh please folks if you have any feedback if there's any michaels that are mics that we forgot to talk about please write us feedback at earthstation1.com Thanks for listening uh, to the Earth Station One podcast. As always, we are p- powered by NSC. You can find them at nsclivetv.com. Remember, you can find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. Yep, we're not too proud to beg for it. And remember, wherever you find a podcast that you know where you listen to us, please leave us five stars or also leave a review. That would be awesome. You know, we'd love, you know, talking to you guys. And if you do that, you know, more people find us and everything. It's pretty cool. So on behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Gordon, uh, excuse me, on behalf of myself, Mike Faber. So many bikes, so confusing. Mr. Mike Gordon. And, of course, 
you have Michael Stark and Michael Thompson. Thank you for joining us. We will see you here next time on Earth Station One. And yes, you are an official mic for this evening. Peace, and we are done. Merry Michael Bezos. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.